you today gathered around God's Word here in the book of Hebrews chapter 13. I encourage you to get your Bibles, follow along with us, and let's get into God's Word this morning. We only have a half hour. We only do this every Monday and Thursday morning as far as the Old Path Bible study goes. And uh, it's been a good, good a uh, whole lot of sessions going verse by verse all throughout the book of Hebrews. And again, we're in the last chapter, chapter 13, and uh, we've seen some happy people, we've seen some mad people, we've seen seen some encouraged people. And uh, But you know what? We're just excited about whatever God's Word has for us. And today is going to be a real, real eye-opener uh, especially where we are in the 13th chapter of Hebrews. Uh, just uh, The Lord is going to really bless us today with eyes that see some things that we need to see. And uh, I mean, we, we, we have been promised by our Lord that He would send the Holy Spirit, whom we have and we know, and He guides us into all truth. That means today there's more truth. So I am so excited about this. This is part eight in this 13th chapter here on the sixth day of March. I'm sorry. Yep, March it is. How about that? Man, uh, we, we're so busy around here. We don't know what month it is sometimes. So I'm just thankful for uh, calendars hanging there on the wall. And didn't we have more than words can describe uh, a good time, a great time this weekend with uh, Pastors Clinton, Lindsay, Ashland, and Brianna from Palestine, Texas. We were encouraged, edified, strengthened, and I like to use this word. The Lord surely confirmed this weekend that we are on the right path doing what we're doing with the message of the cross, the Holy Spirit is all in this great ministerial move of God in these last days, and I'm thankful to be a part of it. Don't forget to go. If you missed any of the services, watch them all at the uh, the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Let's dig in this morning. It's going to be real good, and I just believe the Lord is going to impart into your heart and my heart the truth of His Word this morning. That's what it takes to give us light. That's what it takes for us to be able to take every step we take. We walk by faith, and that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, and it is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and gave Himself for us. So, uh, verse 8 in Hebrews chapter 13, I want to start here, and, and, and just uh, so... Uh, do what we do in our Bible studies. We, we look at where we are, we back up just a little bit, and then we take off walking where we left off. So watch this now, Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday and today and forever. And, the, you know, it, it seems as though, unless you are a, a, a really a, 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 an avid student of the word that that would just be thrown in there in the midst of just other things but it's not it has a great purpose for the holy spirit putting those words right there where he put them right after telling us that we should remember those that have the rule over us who've spoken unto us the word of god 
whose faith follow, whose faith follow, whose faith follow. When they, when as long as they're following the faith, and we can consider the the result, the end of their conduct, their conversation, then we can keep following them because they're following Christ. Hallelujah. And then he says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then verse 9 is where we're going to be today. And verse 10, be not carried about with diverse, meaning various and strange doctrines. And in the last session, we covered that any teaching, any doctrine, that's what a doctrine is. It's a teaching. Any doctrine, any teaching that's not tied to that form of doctrine that freed you from sin and made you a servant of righteousness is a strange doctrine. It's strange fire. I mean, I, you, you know, I hear stories of people going to revivals and, and, and there's no preaching there. There's no word there. They just have music and they feel something and, 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 and you know, and people have asked them, well, what, what did you hear? What was the word? There was no word. It was just music and, 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 and feeling and emotions. That is not God's will. God's will is for his people to gather together, yes, praise him, yes, worship him, but to hear the word of righteousness. I'd like to show you something, if I could bring it up this morning. I didn't plan on doing this, but I, I, I want to show you if I can find it uh, in, in Amos in Amos chapter 5. The Lord just now reminding me of this because of what we're talking about. Uh, you know, you have to have the Word of God. I don't care what else is going on. This great move, and it's been going on for years and years and years, this great move of where there's no word, you know. You, you can have praise and worship in your own time, but when God's people get together, they need to be hearing the word, the word of righteousness. That's what the local church is all about. That's what the fivefold gifting is all about, bringing the word. So watch this now in Amos chapter 5, verse 23. The Lord says through this prophet, Take you away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your instruments. Let me read that again. The Lord says, You take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your instruments. Watch now. But let judgment run down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. God said, I ain't listening to your songs and your musical instruments. He says, what I want to hear, what I want, it's God talking. Now, what I want to hear, what I want to see is judgment running down as waters and righteousness as a mighty stream. Think about it. The word of righteousness. Do you remember in Hebrews chapter 5 in this great study we've had? There were babes in Christ. Been babes far too long. Their hearing was dull. And their discernment wasn't what it should be. And they weren't functioning in the giftings they should be. Why? It tells us there in Hebrews 5. Because they were not experienced in the word of righteousness. Did you get that? So let's go back now. Let's go back and look at this some more. And, I, and I, I didn't plan on bringing that in. 
But all this stuff going on about just music and just just worship, so-called worship, just praise, so-called praise. And you know, we never know the what's going on in the heart of anybody. But what God's looking for is judgment, he says. Righteousness flowing like a mighty stream. That's what God's looking for. That won't happen, my friend, unless the word of righteousness is going forth. That means the word of the cross. For righteousness exists nowhere else, is declared through no other message, experienced through faith in no other object than Jesus Christ, the righteous King of kings, and his work of righteousness in death on Calvary's cross. It just won't happen. It's all deceitful, make-believe, pretending, and, 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 and it just keeps us in a place uh, preventing us from growing and functioning as we should. So watch this now. We, we're being told here, don't be carried about with various and, and diverse and strange teachings. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. That means, that means through faith in what Christ did at Calvary because Hebrews 2 and 9 tells us that Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for all men. That means for all men. Not just for all men to be saved, but for all men who are saved also. All men who are saved to have God sufficient to more than enough grace functioning in their lives. And see, if you read Galatians 5, you'll see that you can fall from grace. Christ can no longer profit you or affect you. That's Galatians 5, 1 through 4. So grace not only saves, grace keeps us. Grace teaches us. We labor by grace. and It's all the spirit of grace who is the spirit of God. So understand this today. These folks in the early church, because they were uh, Jewish people who'd been all tied up in all the eating this on that day and this feast on that day and all these things that were given by God to Israel, most of them, and they pointed to the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. But when he came, they were no longer to be used to, 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 to be found right before God as the people of God. It all passed away. The first passed away that the second could be established. And so the Bible here tells us, for about those of you who are Bible believers, that it, grace is what God uses to establish the heart of his people. Not everything on the outside, the heart. You need to get that. Maybe we need to take a second here. God's not establishing anything on the outside. God's place of establishment is in the heart, the new heart. He looks upon the heart. Men look upon the outward. Yes, whatever God is doing on the inside is going to have fruit on the outside because it's God who is working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But see, it's his good pleasure. That means it takes faith for him to have any kind of good pleasure. Remember, it's impossible to please him or for him to find pleasure in anything other than faith. If it's not faith, he can't be pleased. He can't find any pleasure. 
That means when he's working in his people to will and to do of his good pleasure, it's got to be through a faith that is fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrificial work. You say, well, is it that or is it the written word of God? I'm glad you asked. It is the written word of God in the light of the living word of God and what he did on Calvary's cross as the Lamb of God. When you, when you remove the, the oneness of all that, the word of God, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, when you split that up and try to separate that, the word won't be to you what you need it to be. You can make believe and pretend, but it will not be. Because God can't work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure unless he finds faith. And the faith that we function by and live by, the Holy Spirit tells us through the Apostle Paul that it's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us, which shows the object that he had for his faith and grace to be legitimate. And it's the only object of faith that allows God to see us found in the only legitimate place we can be found. The object of our faith being Christ crucified. Outside of that, it is not the faith of the Bible. And this is what most of the church hates because it reveals with the scriptures, they're pretending. They're make-believe. They don't like it. And I'm not being ugly. I was found there myself. I was found there. So watch this now. Be not carried about with diverse, all these various strange doctrines. And let me say it again before we move on. What makes them strange is that they are not tied to, seen through, looked at, through, that form of doctrine that freed you from sin and made you a servant of righteousness. Get this. That one form of doctrine allowed God to make you righteous and to make you a servant of righteousness and nobody can serve God with the fruits of righteousness outside of faith in that form of doctrine. That form of doctrine that made you a servant of righteousness is the only doctrine that allows all the other doctrines to, to be found with fruit coming in your heart and through your lives. If it's not anything you're learning, if it's not all wrapped up in the cross of Christ, you are only ever learning, but you're not able to come to the truth. How many Christians are living in oppression and some even depression and many divorcing and living in fear and drug addiction? Christians, people who've been born again because they don't understand that they must keep their faith in the sacrifice of Christ. If they move it to Pentecost, then they lose they, then, then they lose the, the, the very great. They don't lose it, but they misplace their faith and they fall from grace. And really, they're miserable. They don't understand why things are happening the way they are. But it's because they're being taught, and I speak from experience, they're being taught 
all these things about what you do. And not understanding what I'm saying this morning is what allows the creepers to come in with the purpose-driven life, the government of 12, the, the walk of Emmaus. If, if you don't understand there's one faith and there's one object of faith, then you're going to be found in the mixture like a tumbleweed blowing here and blowing there, being blown by every wind of doctrine that comes along. So you have to understand these things. And the Lord is bringing these truths back into the church. And it'll be the only place where revival is found. It'll be the only place where the, the, the Holy Spirit is able to do what He desires to do because He's God. And he don't function and bring forth fruit if he's not pleased. Now, see, the Holy Spirit is either pleased because he's allowed to bring forth all of God's will in and through our life, or he's grieved. There's no middle ground. And that's where the church is wrong. When they, Well, he'll just go ahead and do it anyway. No, he's either grieved because we, through our prideful uh either ignorance or willful ignorance of our rejecting the way of the cross for our ever moment-by-moment -moment living, or, uh, you know, we're, we're either denying Him in our own works, Titus 1.16, or we're surrendering, yielded to that form of doctrine that allowed our Lord to make us servants of righteousness in the beginning. So watch this now. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats. Remember, the kingdom of God is not meat or drink. It's not what you eat or drink. But it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the Bible here says, Which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Every person who thinks they're getting something spiritually by what they eat, don't eat, what day they eat it, what day they don't eat it, they're bound under the law and the Spirit of grace can't work in that. He can't work in that. You've come too late to tell me, well, God loves us, He'll do it. No, God does love us, but He won't do it anyway. There's a law that God has placed Himself within the perimeters of, Romans 8, 2, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Outside of Christ Jesus, He won't work. He can't be the Spirit of grace in our lives if we're functioning under a mentality of law and works. He can only function in our lives the way He began to function in our lives through our surrendered, our hearts yielding and believing unto righteousness. Mm. Hallelujah. The day we accepted Christ Jesus through faith in what He did on the cross in death for the forgiveness of our sins, God's mighty stream of righteousness began to flow into our lives. Now, one day when we woke up and we'd done made it all about music and all about the lights being dimmed and all about the this and that, God showed up through the prophet Amos and said, I ain't listening to your songs. Take them away from me and your instruments. Take them away. I want to see judgment. I want to see righteousness as a mighty stream flowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is what God's calling us back to, and we're coming. Hallelujah. Lord, help us get there. Help us all get there. So watch this now. These meats and these what you eat, don't eat. What day ye eat, what day. Listen, eating good, well, good for you. Go ahead, but don't, don't, don't think you're doing it for God. 
Don't think you're going to grow through it. You, you might even try to honor God. Uh, I, don't, I, I said that last time, and I had to stop at the quickening of the Holy Spirit just like I am this time. God can't be honored by what you eat or don't eat. That's only you honoring the flesh. And, and there's really nothing wrong with just eating veggies or just eating this on that day. But when you try to bring spiritual truths and, 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 and experience spiritual truths for growth and, and relationship with the Lord and, and worship or praise through what you're eating or not eating, it don't work. They don't mix. It, they don't, it, that don't mix. You can't worship God with what you eat or don't eat. Worshiping God must be in spirit. That means you got to be born again and in truth. That means you got to have your faith in Christ crucified. You know how much worship is not true spiritual worship? Almost none of it. We, we, we judge praise and worship based on how we feel. But see, if it's right, there will be feelings and emotions there. But those things are there even if it's not right. Let me remind you today, children of God, what you have is a more sure word of prophecy. That's why God said, get your music out of here. I'm not listening to music. I'm not interested in your instruments. And it's not that God didn't give us these things. He wants us to use these things. He wants us to have great pleasure in these things. But if we, if, we, if we trade in His judgment and His righteousness that He's offering as a mighty stream, if we push that aside for song and instruments, He says, get them out of here. See, God's looking for judgment. God's looking for righteous fruit. Righteous fruit that cannot be experienced without a conscious and deliberate. I know what I'm trusting in. I know what I'm surrendered to, the death of Jesus for me and my death with him. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory be to God. Now watch this. He says these meats have not profited them that have been occupied therein. Now you can't, you can't be profited by Christ through what you're eating or not eating. But he only establishes the hearts of his people with grace. That means, that means with your faith in what he did in his death at Calvary. Grace doesn't come from any other place. Jesus Christ was the everlasting rock of ages. And when he was pierced on Calvary's cross, hallelujah, that rock of ages was pierced. Uh, that mighty river of righteousness began to flow into the hearts of all who would believe unto that righteousness. Glory be to God. There is no other place that God will honor as an object of faith. All of God's words that bring faith to our hearts. Hear me now. 2 Peter 1 and 1 says this like faith that we've obtained, like precious faith that we've obtained, it comes through righteousness and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. If the, You might be hearing all kinds of words, uh, but if it's not God's word in its righteous context, hallelujah, that brings faith through that righteous context, then the fruit cannot be righteousness. And that's all God is looking for. 
He's not looking to see if you went to church or you played your instrument or you sang your song. He's looking to see, did you hear his judgment of righteousness and will you let him will, uh, will, will, he, will you let him bend your will into his will so that he can bring forth through you his fruits of righteousness. Hallelujah. Now, now, we're running out of time, so I want to move on here. And we'll come back here. We'll come back here Thursday because we're not leaving here too quick. Watch now in verse 10. We have an altar. Now, now this we is Paul and those who've received Christ and Christ's way of offering us everything that God has offered us. Watch now. We, not those who are still occupied by meats. This is not unloving. This is the great this is one of the greatest shows of love there could ever be when someone is confronted that what they're doing is not profiting them with God. Oh brother, you just need to let them work out their own salvation. No, Paul, the Holy Spirit didn't do that. He through Paul wrote about these people so that they could find the truth and be liberated from thinking they could grow spiritually through what they eat. Eight. So <coughs> you and I don't need to be pulled away into some false uh, uh, made-up love. Love rejoices in the truth because the truth liberates. I said it not long ago, but, you know, the flesh is going to get mad before the, the, the whole person ever gets glad. So when people get mad when they hear the truth, that's a good sign. I mean, it's a bad thing, too, that they're rejecting it, but you got to hear it and get mad before you ever surrender and yield to it and get glad. Hallelujah. So this has this is stopped a lot of Christians from presenting the message of the cross, the truth of the Scriptures being the focus of Calvary's Christ is because they, they, they think people are going to get mad. My Lord, they're going to get mad. They're supposed to get mad because that's a sign the flesh is resisting God, not you and the truth that he's offering them through you. So watch this now. This is a very powerful scripture that until the last few days looking over this, I've not seen some of the things we're going to be talking about in this Bible verse, verse 10 here in Hebrews 13. We have an altar. We, who are not, who know we're not getting more spiritual, maturing, and we can't find deliverance or any aspect of God's salvation through what we eat or don't eat, we have an altar. Listen, this is where we're going to see the altar is not just limited to the old covenant where they had altars that were built. Our altar is the cross. Our altar is the cross. Hallelujah. We have an altar whereof, listen now, here, here comes the legalities of this. Here comes the legality, a show of the legal work. Watch this. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat. Get this now. Because they're serving the tabernacle. They're still hung up in the tabernacle. And my friend, don't think for a moment that just because you've been saved by the blood of Jesus and that you're a Christian, that you can't be carried back 
as though you're living under the law and works mindset still. We do that. Paul did that before he found himself as the old wretched man who couldn't do anything right and who couldn't stop doing everything wrong. And he cried out to God and God showed him Christ crucified as the answer for his experiential moment by moment striving for that faith of that gospel to live in victory. You still don't get everything right, but you're not running around confused anymore. You're no longer running around looking for what will work. When you find it, you just want more of it. And at times, you and I are still going to be hard-headed, but at least we now know where our faith must be. And it's it's at the altar where everybody who's functioning under the law and the works mentality instead of grace, grace is what Christ did and will do if our faith is found in his sacrifice. Everything else is our works. It's law works mentality. If I'll do this, then God will be required. No, God doesn't owe us anything. We owe him everything. And now uh, watch this before we run out of time. We've only got about a minute and a half. Watch this. Now we have an altar. We have a place to go. Our altar's the cross. It's not talking about some front of a church building now. It's not talking about some physical place because we, we don't go to any physical place to eat. And notice that too. And we'll come back Thursday morning if the Lord tarries. I believe he's coming here in a few minutes. But if he tarries, we'll come back to this Thursday morning because we're going to see here that the spiritual way of the Christian to experience Christ is through eating. It's through eating. We also are eating, but we're not eating the the, the meat of animals. We're, we're, we're not, it's not physical. We're eating. What are we eating? What are we eating at the altar by the Spirit, in the Spirit? What are we eating? There's only one meal on the table, my friends, and that's the precious flesh and the blood, the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. My goodness, Oh my goodness, this is about to get explosive in the hearts of all those who can hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church in these last days. I'm so glad you joined me and gathered around God's Word, and I believe that the best is yet to come day by day, moment by moment. And uh, if the Lord is really blessing you through these sessions, sh hit the share button. Listen, don't be ashamed. Who knows you're listening to these ministers and these ministries that God is raising up to declare the only message that saves and delivers and awakens his people unto righteousness so that they sin not. Come on now, hit the share button and let's get out there and, and see God do a great thing all over this nation. And uh, if the Lord stirs your heart to give to Him through this ministry, it's easily done at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. And God bless you. I love you. And may the touch of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon every need that you have on this day. I believe this day is a day of great healing, great miracles. I believe, you know why? 
because the Lord made this day for us to be able to rejoice and be glad in Him. Glory be to God. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.